here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and effort. God. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here with another youtube live stream this is the wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the free agent lifestyle channel let's get right into this show we're not gonna waste any time this is the blue chip mindset 21 i believe we're on 21 and if you want you can go back and check all of the blue chip mindset streams by clicking on the main channel and going to the playlist the blue chip mindset we have every single one of the blue set chip mindset streams on here. What we do here, if you're new to this channel, I realize we got a lot of subscribers based on the Will Smith video. Uh, what we do here on Wednesdays, every single Wednesday, is we get our money on our mind and our mind on our money. All right. But a lot of times people will misconstrue the message and they will think that money is just the only thing that we're chasing here. And that's where you're going to make a mistake. The blue chip mindset is something that. I didn't really originate blue chip in the lexicon. Blue chip has always been in the American lexicon. We, this has nothing to do with the American dream either. All right. This has nothing to do with money. All right. This is a mindset that you will have in order to give your family, your descendants, or yourself the best outcome in this life. I always have to remind people. And I reminded people in the Free Agent Lifestyle book, this is your one life. This is not the practice life for the life that you're going to live. So this is the only life that you're going to get. And once you are here, you're supposed to get the very best you possibly can. Now, of course, we will stop ourselves from achieving things because we will put evil and attach that to evil. Um, and, and that's a wrong concept. That's just laziness talking. But what we tell people over here is the blue chip mindset is a, a, in the American lexicon related to people who do the best they possibly can to get in a certain part of society. And why are they doing this? Money is one of the reasons, but it's not the only ingredient. It's just an ingredient, an ingredient, a ingredient, however you say that grammatically. It's just one of the ingredients. It's one of the things that you need to get you to the position that you need to be in to get this blue chip mindset. So shout out to everybody um, that watches these blue chip mindset streams. These are a chance to get us motivated into doing what we're doing. And uh, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. I literally had the craziest morning, all right? Had had me a, had me a junior college, Kaylee. What's in this slow Tuesday? Had me a regular routine junior college 
uh, situation going on here last night. Uh, normally, if someone is in my bed, I can't go to sleep. So I woke up early, right around 3 o'clock, like 3.40 in the morning. Looked at my clock, 3.40. I normally wake up at 6 in the morning. So I laid in bed, and I had a lot of good ideas, all right, which is something I'm going to talk about. I had a lot of good ideas. I was um, I was, um, I was coming up with ideas, and I said, man, this would be a great idea, all right, um, because this is what it's about. That's one of the ingredients. So I said, you know what? At 5 o'clock in the morning, I tossed and turned for about an hour. 5 o'clock in the morning, got up. I was like, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to start going to work. I'm going to go to work now. Um, and then I get to my computer. Actually, before I even get to my computer, I'm going to set my heater. And I normally use my phone to set my heat or my air conditioning. So I go to my phone. My phone says, you have no air. Uh, you have no Internet. <laughs> OK, uh, your Internet is not on. And I'm like, what? And so I'm, what is going on here? So I go back to the thermostat, set it manually, go downstairs. My modem's blinking. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. My modem's blinking. No internet. So I was intending to go into my computer. I had to do a couple of things on my other channel, my Quick Kids channel. I had to get some videos uploaded. I had to download some videos that somebody, my editor does. Shout out to my editor. Um, and um, Avi, Avi is his name. And so I'm going, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm literally stuck. So I was stuck for about an hour getting on the phone with the people about the internet. They said, your internet's going to come on around 10 a.m., West Coast time. I don't know if you know, it's 8 a.m. right now. So the internet did manage to come up way earlier than anticipated. However, we might have some problems. But nonetheless, nonetheless, my internet was out. So it did uh, get me all discombobulated today. So I did my laundry. My cleaning ladies are coming today. All right. Um, I have an appointment. I have two appointments after this stream and all of this stuff. So it's a little bit chaotic after the stream. But I was like, damn, I'm going to miss the blue chip mindset this morning. But my internet popped up around 7 o'clock. So it's been a scramble and all that stuff. But nonetheless, we're here. So if we do have internet problems, it is because it's been out in the area. All right. So anyway, nonetheless, we're back here ready to work. And I got folders in my cup like an old war uh, Vietnam vet. All right. So, uh, you know, shout out to Chris Sanchez. He said shout out to the nasty boys with money. Shout out to the nasty I boys with money. money. All right. We're going to talk about those brothers there. Oh, the nasty boys. All right, all the nasty boys in the building. All right, shout out to the nasty boys, man. Hey, you serve a purpose. Clarice Gaston, shout out to you for the um, coach sponsorship today. He says, good morning, coach. It's amazing how people think they will achieve financial freedom without discipline, right? He says, and continue to blame other people for their problems. Shout out to the coach gang and the redheads at Brigham Young University. Ooh, redheads, yes. I get it, man. Uh, yeah, man, we're... We, we're We'll talk about how people imprison themselves. So uh, people will not have a lot of discipline. They assume money grows on trees. They, they're entitled. Uh, man, man, I'm going to tell you, uh, they don't understand that people that do have money have got it in a variety of ways. They've had it passed down to them. Some people are trust fund kids. Some people had the, the, they had the ability or they had the privilege of family privilege. All right, two-parent household, stable household, as stable as possible, parents sacrificed, in order to give them a better position in life. And we will call this all kind of, and we will demonize people that grew up in this. We will blame them for growing up in this. Oh, you were lucky. See, if it wasn't for the fact that, no, no, no. Let's just twist it real quick. If it wasn't for the fact that your two parents were imbeciles, all right, you might've had an advantage in this world. 
All right, number one, the number one way to get your family, to get your kids or to get yourself into a better position is two-parent household stable. That Now, listen, I, you're saying now that's a contradiction, coach. You don't agree with marriage. I don't agree with marital laws. All right, see, if that changed, then we would have a different conversation. But people are taking advantage of the marital laws. So that's why I don't agree with marriage. But what I do agree with that if you want to have children, if you want to give your kids or yourself the best position, you need to have a two parent household. You need to have stable families, period. Or or you need to have a man that is over a polyamorous polygamous society. You need to have the man supporting these particular women. However you do it, however you do it, you need to have a man and a woman, period. And you need to probably have the man at the top or in essence, the woman could be at the top pseudo at the top and she runs the ship but there needs to be two parents there all right period the, the whole idea is that people continue to shoot themselves in the foot they continue to shoot themselves in the foot and i tell my daughter all the time because she is a young adult i tell her the dumbest decision that you can ever make is becoming a single mother and i keep pushing that in her head now whether that's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy or not is going to be up to her. But I told you, I told her, I'm not rescuing you from that one. Okay. You have choice on that one. You become a single mother. You're shooting yourself in the foot and your kid. All right. You're disabling and disarming your kid. All right. Could your kid possibly make it? Possibly. Very unlikely though. <laughs> Highly unlikely. So anyway, but people continue to do this. No, you could do it. And they'll pull up the one exception to the rule and then they'll slap it across for everybody see if this person can do it this person no no most of them gonna end up in jail dead game banging impregnated single mother baby mama ratchet <laughs> but again again i want everybody to look at their lives see i was a statistic i was raised primarily by a single mother although my father was around he ended up remarrying and starting his own family more or less my stepmother really didn't welcome me in with open arms okay she's She's polite to me enough, you know what I mean? But she did not welcome me in with open arms. And rightly so, I was not her responsibility. You know what I mean? She wanted her own kids. You know, I don't see as an adult now, as a mature adult, I can understand the scenario because like, let's just say I had a new wife and she wanted her own kids. Why does she have to welcome my kids in? That's the same thing I tell you men. You don't have to take care of her kids. <laughs> All right. And so, Look, I, that ain't my responsibility. And, and, and more or less, she was like, look, I want my own kids. I want to be over my own kids. I'm not trying to raise nobody else's kids. And, and, and so, listen, I don't fault her for that. You know, as a kid, it was tough growing up with that single, that, that stepmother, uh, not getting, getting love back from her like that. But it's okay. I get it now as a mature adult. I wouldn't want my kids to go through that. Uh, neither would I put another woman to that. And I don't understand why women are willing to put men through these things. So this is what happens. You guys grow up with these chaotic experiences. You get no lessons. You get poor education from the public school indoctrination camp. And then you go out here in the life uh, ill-equipped, ill-prepared, and you're behind in the race. It has nothing to do with the race of and, and color. It has more to do with you being behind in the race in terms of information and you're decades behind. Okay. And not only are you decades behind, you tend to do it the same thing. You repeat the same cycle. Then you wonder why you're in a situation. So here it is. Clarice Gass is talking about it. You have no discipline. You have no structure. You have no safety net. 
and you're going to want money? You're going to want financial freedom and whatnot? Absolutely not. You have no discipline, structure, or anything like that. So what we do here, what we do here, since I'm a statistic myself, I try to show you maybe you can change that. Maybe you can break that cycle. Maybe you can get the information. Instead of blaming other people, maybe you can somehow pass the information on or accept this information and stop getting out, get out of the victim Olympics. It's not going to help you. Number two is no one cares. <laughs> can I just tell you this? Number two, no one cares. No one cares that you are struggling. No one cares about institutional racism. No one cares about your family were immigrants. No one cares. No one cares. You might think people care. You might hope people care. You might hope people worry about you when you grew up eating sugar sandwiches and syrup sandwiches. You might think people might find that interesting. I'm just going to let you know. No one cares. All right, so let's move on. I'm going to just let you know. <laughs> nobody gives a damn and nobody ever will. All right. And you, you might be able to wrench one heart out of uh, 50,000, but uh, you're wasting your time. <laughs> you're wasting your time. And I want people to really embrace that. I know it hurts. It took me a while to get over that. Once I got over that, realized no one cared. Oh, okay. Now what do I got to do? I got to pull myself up and tighten my own belt. All right. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he says unless you, he says unless you can write a song about it we don't care yep you can write a song about it and talk about you came up from the bottom and you got it from the dirt or the mud you might be able to get somebody to care all right because then we can relate if you ain't got no song forget about it <laughs> i love that mm. shout out to Hermes with that raul says let's get it coach i love the blue chip series prayers to my brother sizzo that's going into surgery today shout out to you brother Shout out to you, Sizzle, too, man. He's a he's a loyal, loyal Coach Gang uh, member as well. Speaking my mind, Coach, I don't hear no belt. Get up and show these bums what you're made of. I don't hear no bell. He says, Coach, I didn't hear a bell. Get up and show these bums what they made up. I should do a bell here. I messed up your super chat. But I should ring a bell when we get up this morning, man. We're getting up. Shout out to Simon Small. Danny McGee, great job on last night's show, Coach. Leverage is the only way. With this, I got money. With this, this is how we're doing this. All right, leverage is the only way. Leverage is everything, and that's one of the ingredients that we're going to talk about. Eddie's in the building with the smile and the money eyes. Our singleton coach. I went to Vegas this past weekend, and I got to drive a Porsche. Hmm. I think I have my next goal: free agent lifestyle. So yeah, man, make it. Put it on your. Put it on your paper. Write it down. See if you can achieve this. We're going to do a couple more. YouTube trash talker. I got that super chat mindset. Great series, coach. Appreciate you. And if anything, go back and watch these other series of the um of the blue chip mindset. We really get our money on what's going on here. Our mind on what's going on. Europe is over on the cash app. He says too many entitled, sensitive, weak people out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if you wake up this morning and you believe that um someone owes you something, damn, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That's extreme entitlement. Again, you are one of hundreds of millions of sperm. Your dad has shot through his salami. Pause. Your, your, your mom, your dad was lucky enough to get some peace leave from your mom, which we all know is a very difficult thing to happen. Your dad got lucky that night you were conceived. Like your mom could have literally shut him down. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Imagine. Nothing. Imagine uh, 
the day you were conceived, your mother could have had a headache. Think of what had to go into your conception. And you walk around here saying people uh, owe you something. You're a miracle. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Nobody going to care about your sob story. And you were born in America. <laughs> shout out to Ricky Webster. Let me get around here. He says, uh, sending a big shout out to Sizzo. And hopefully that he had a successful surgery, man. He says, I love my coach and my coach gang. French toast props do. Prayers up to Sizzo. Surgery is no big, it's no joke. All right. Surgery is no joke. All right. I mean, you're really, you're really antsy and anxious going into surgery. So we appreciate Sizzle's presence here in the coach gang. And we know he's going to have a successful surgery. Okay. Speaking my mind says coach has Folgers in his cup. All right. The best part of waking up is coffee in your cup. And last one, XL Pro Services says for the abundance mindset every day. Every single day. Oh, so we don't want people to give up over here. Okay, we don't want people to give up. Uh, their life is rough. Life is tough. Life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough, but it is, and life's not fair. So we're oftentimes, you know, we don't win a genetic lottery. We don't win the family lottery, but we are here. And so let's make the best of it. You don't have to chase money. You don't have to chase um, whatever you want to chase, but you still got to put your work in. Here's the blue chip mindset. Blue chip poker represents the highest value chip in the classic three poker, three color poker uh, chip, chipset, chipset, chipset. Um, uh, blue chip is in a lexicon here. Blue chip reputation universities. I always go over this because some people say, what is blue chip? Blue chip stocks. All right. Definitely uh, is defined as the security that represents an equity position in the company that possesses uh, the characteristics and industry leader, proven track record, strong reputation. All right. Blue chip companies. Blue chip companies represented as the top companies here uh, in America, 3M, Alphabet, not Alphabet Soup, we're talking about Google, uh, Amazon, which I believe they split their stock here recently, American Express, Apple, all of the big names, Coca-Cola. All right, so these are representative of, of uh, blue chip, which means the top. So a lot of people pay to get to the blue chip. So what is the ingredients? We're going to talk about money real quick because money is always on everyone's mind. And as I tell you, money is only one thing. Money is great. Money gives you access to a lot of other things. It just gives you, it, it buys you freedom. The more money you have, the more freedom you are able to possess. But, but it's not the only thing. Some people have money and they still wake up trying to do whatever they're trying to do to get whatever they're trying to get. Let's just say something, okay? Because we're going to have bills. We're getting paid bills. But what if you had all the money in the world? Okay, what would you do? Would you do what you are doing now? Would you do something differently? Look at Will Smith. This is a case study. Will, Will Smith has all the money in the world, and he has all the other ingredients in the world, and obviously he has some problems. He's struggling with demons. So, yeah, money is one thing. Money does provide you with one uh, 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 other things. It gives you access to freedom or allows you to do some of the other things that you need to do, but you still can be damaged. You still can be damaged. So if you're only doing this for money, I have a story for you. Well, you're only you're missing all the other ingredients. Okay, money is only part of it. See, money's going to give you the car you want. It's going to give you the car you want. Like my brother that was in Vegas and he drove a Porsche. Now he's feeling it. He's like, dang, this would be great to own one of these or I want to have access to one of these. So you're going to get the car you want. You're going to get the house that you want. You potentially could get the house that you want. Or a house that is going to meet some of the standards that you want. It might not be your dream house, but it's going to meet a lot of the standards. You're going to be able to wear the watches and jewelry that you want. 
if you need to wear something like that, you're going to have money to be able to purchase it. You'll be able to purchase many of these things. You're going to have the women that you want. You're going to have access to women that you want. You're going to have the hoes, the clothes, the cars, the loot. You're going to have it. Money is a tool to get all of those things, but you still got to have the other ingredients. See, a lot of people stop short and they will say, well, I don't need the money or money doesn't equal happiness or money doesn't. You're missing your boat here. All right. So you're saying with the if I had the absence of money, I could still have what I want. Now, only you can speak on that. However, as it goes in our society. You're still going to have to have currency to trade and barter with. You're still going to have to have that. It makes the world go round. Not only that, peace leave makes the world go round. So if you're going to try to achieve what you want with the absence of money, at some particular point, you're going to run into a brick wall. All right, because you're going to need something to exchange whatever you're going to need. You're going to have to have a skill or you're going to have to need someone to do something and you're going to have to have something to barter with. You're going to have to have a currency or a note. I, I think you're going to run into a wall. So people will use a minimalist strategy and use minimalism as a reason why they won't go after money, which is one of the ingredients. And I think that's a mistake. I love minimalism as a practice because a lot of times we just carry around junk just to carry it around. I think that could be somewhat burdensome. However, I'm not going to agree with minimalism as a strategy just so you can not get up and work. All right. No, 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 no. We ain't going to do that. <laughs> okay. We're not going to do that over here. I'm not going to minimalize and say I'm minimalizing because I don't need money. No, money is an ingredient. And it is one of the other reasons why people need to uh, have it as a strategy to move forward. You're going to need it as a strategy to move forward. As we see today, whatever money you had yesterday is worth less today by virtue of inflation, by in virtue of an interest rates, by virtue of banks lending your money out to other people at high interest and making you save it with no interest at all being returned to you. So you're going to need access to this and you're going to need more of it. The minute you run out, the more problems you're going to have. Now, what if I told you? This is where we're going to get into a deep conversation. What if I told you that you're sitting right here right now? One of your biggest problems is that you have a financial issues that cost less than $10,000 to solve. Damn. I always say this. Most of our financial issues, I mean, our immediate financial issues, not that you have student loan debt or something like that. Most of your immediate financial issues can be solved with $10,000. What if I told you that? Would you agree with that? You would agree with that. Like you would be like, well, I have these mounting bills. Well, if I had a $10,000 head start, would you be in a better position today? Meaning you could pay some bills in advance. You could pay a little bit of more money. You know what I mean? Your 10K issue, your 10K in child support. You want to pay off those parking tickets and pay off your cable and your cell phone bill, $10,000 would probably change your life today if you got it. Now, in the grand scheme of things, how much is $10,000? Yeah, lump sum tax-free. If you got a lump sum tax-free payment of $10,000, you could change your life right now. Every single one of us has that issue. Somebody says, Coach, y'all going fishing? He said, Coach, fishing? I'd be $10,000. You would be, wow. You would be 
you would be it would be an amazing impact to your life amazing impact to your life and all of us either have been there or you're there today now in the grand scheme of things ten thousand dollars is nothing it's zero in the grand scheme of things so that tells you where you are in your life you're not able to use you're not able to leverage life because you have probably a ten thousand dollar issue once you solve that ten thousand dollar issue then you can leverage that into getting to the other phases that we start about. Now you can potentially start a business. Now you can potentially have some little bit of financial freedom. Now you can also do what? Start to invest. Start to invest. You can start to leverage that. But without the $10,000 solution, you can't leverage any of that. So my question is then, what can you do? Because you might be saying money's not everything, but you have a $10,000 issue. But then once you have a $10,000 issue solved, what next? What next? What are you kicking ass with next? Because most of you guys will stop what you're doing and a year later, you'll have a 20K problem. And you'll go, damn, I'm in my 20K problem because you didn't use your 10K problem. Once you get your 10K, you didn't leverage it to go to the next step. Okay. Now you got to get to a position where you don't have a 10K problem, which is, you, you know, a lot of people will have this problem again. Now, here's the next thing that I want you to think about. Let's think, let's think about this. What if you got the cars, the clothes, the money, the hoes, the women, the house, and whatever else, the vacation, the lifestyle that you want? How much would that cost? Do you know? I want you to think about this. And if you don't know, I want you to write this down. How much would that cost you to get the car, the house, at least the down payment, the woman you want, the travel, the lifestyle that you want, which you're only going to be able to take, let's say you took two or three trips internationally per year, which is not a lot. You're talking about roughly 10 grand, 15 grand, maybe more if you want to go a little bit more extravagant. How much would that cost? How much would that cost you? The watch, the jewelry, how much are we talking about? How much? I would venture to say we're talking about a roughly around $250,000. This would just be my calculation off the top of my head. You can say 30K, you know, you want to put your down payment. Let's just say you paid it off. You paid it off. You paid off your car that you want. You got a Tesla. You bought your Tesla, 65 grand. You, bought, you put your down payment on your house, 50 grand, 40 grand. You, you got the woman you want, you got the ring she wants, 30 grand. Whatever it is. I want you to look at that number. I want you to look at that number. And I want you to look at that and say, is that number impossible? Is that an impossible number? Because what you're going to get, what you're going to understand is that that number is insignificant compared to the money that you're going to make in the next 10 years. And the money you're going to make in the next 10 years, that money is insignificant compared to what you could possibly make. And the reason why I'm telling you this is that a lot of people that you look at as rich, successful, wealthy, whatever it is, they may be wealthy, but they're way wealthier than the things that you are desiring right now, meaning they got the car. The car that they got, let's just say is 60 to 100 grand cash, all payment. 
that money is insignificant to them. Why? Because they have access to a bigger pot of money or they have access and leverage to another pot of money or they have investments that are way more significant. It means little to them, but it means everything to you. It's an impossible dream to you, but it's very much easy for them. They're looking at it like, you're impressed that I have this $60,000 vehicle, this $100,000 vehicle. This is nothing in comparison to what I have. This is a drop in the bucket. The woman that they want, that you're looking at is, it's impossible to be, have entree into this world to get this woman, means very little to them. It's nothing because they make all of that money back. Let me show you one more thing. They also take advantage of tax breaks and tax loops that allows them to afford things like this in a way that you cannot, meaning they leverage their business, meaning they leverage tax write-offs. They leverage knowledge. They leverage information. Watch it. Mercedes G-Wagon tax write-off for 2021 to 2022. See, you look at a G-Wagon and you think, I got to come up with $250,000 to own that. But a person with money, information, knowledge, leverage, the person that is already over his $10,000 problem and is now leveraging the money that he has, he now looks at a Mercedes G-Wagon quite differently than you look at it. He looks at it as, I can get that, and I can get it almost free. Check this out. It says right here, while the G-Wagon was initially built as a military vehicle, Mercedes started off offering the G-Wagon to civilians in 1979. Some buy it as uh, it's their passion, and many buy it because they can not only use the vehicle for conducting their business, but they can also save thousands when it comes to um, thousands when it comes down to paying their tax bill. In this article, we will discuss the G-Wagon tax write-off. Watch this, and I'm not giving financial advice here. The gross vehicle weight. If the vehicle is 6,000 pounds or more, then you're, a, you're allowed to write off full value of the vehicle as long as it's 100% for business use and placed in the service in the year you are doing the tax write-off for. If any vehicle is less than 6,000 pounds max, you can do it for 2022, and it is $18,000 first year and remaining over a five-year period. Now, these cars, people will say it's a money pit. See, that's what we're talking about now is, is irrelevant to the conversation. Houses are money pits. People still buy them. But in comparison to the car that you think you can't afford and you might want to drive it, you might be able to get it 100% full write-off tax-free. You understand what I'm saying? Now, that's quite different than the $250,000 payment that you thought you were going to make. But see, if you don't have the information, if you don't have the knowledge, if you don't have the leverage, if you don't have the uh, access to information, you won't know these things. You still will look at everything as you got to pay the full price sticker. Somebody says houses are considered an asset. Well, you must be new to my show because we don't believe that over here. That's not always true. Houses are definitely a liability 
they go in the lovable liability. Children are also liabilities. Children's are not assets. So we consider children, cars, and houses definitely liabilities over here. All right. Although there's an argument. Well, you can go up and you can have equity. I blew all those conversations up really quickly. All right. You can blow that up really quickly. You have to get up every day and work for your house. Your house starts creaking. You're going to have to work for it. Just the same as your car. Same as your kids. Okay. You work for your kids. The kids never put anything, anything back into your coffers. So they're lovable liabilities. You might be able to love them like an asset, but you're working for them. Okay. <laughs> so we have to understand what really is an asset and what really isn't. All right. And this is what we do over here. So this is the idea I'm telling you. You look at the things that people have that have money. Those things are literally small costs to them. What you think. So you see somebody in a Range Rover. Oh, they have a Range Rover. But they make $250,000 a year. Range Rover is a very small payment to them. It's a huge payment to you. It's almost impossible. But the things that they have are very small in consideration, especially, especially when they have access to money and leverage. Let's get to the next point. Before we do that, before we do that, let's get to the Super Chats. And most people lease these things. A lot of things uh, people don't know. You're absolutely right. Lola, Noble. Many people in these uh, spaces that have money lease these things. So they lease vehicles. You'll see them in Mercedes-Benz. You'll see them in the, in the big cars, and they're leasing them. I know people who lease Lamborghinis and Porsches, all right? And they actually have something called a, um, I can't remember the lease, but it's a lease, which is kind of like an ownership. It doesn't have the restrictions of a lease, meaning it doesn't have a mileage requirement. Somebody in the auto industry should know about this. But a lot of people don't own the things that you see them owning, and that way they can keep more money. Not only that, they can write some of these thing, leases off as a tax benefit. As a tax benefit. There's a, there's a type of lease specifically that people can lease, especially in the European car, um, the European car, um, uh, like the Porsche and the Lamborghini and that. Uh, not lease to own. There's a specific kind. Somebody says, I can't lease. I will always. No, this lease does not have a mileage requirement. So there's a new type of lease. Somebody will tell me what it is. But there's no mileage requirement on these particular cars. So you not only are writing off the, the lease payment per month, which you can do, but don't take my word for it. See your accountant. You can, in fact, do this and get all of your money back. Or if you have great credit, you don't even have to put a down payment if you have a good relationship with these creditors at these places. Um, let me see here. Somebody remember, I can't remember what it's called. No, it's not a loyalty program. Somebody said my Porsche is a lease. No, my Porsche is a purchase, all right? Uh, I can show you, you can basically look at the uh, the uh, pink slip if you would like, but that's not necessary. Let me see something here. Lease to buy. Let me see here. I'm going to show you what the lease is here. Uh, car, let me see here. I'll tell you what it is. Somebody brought it up to me and I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that because I was susceptible of the mileage. But they do have a lease program where you can lease it and there's no mileage. But typically, you're doing this not at a car lot. 
Where's my car guy? Anyway, we'll look that up. It's not a car subscription service. There's a specific name to the lease. Anyway, it's called like a short something lease or something, something lease. Anyway, let's get back into the super chats. Uh, shout out to Raul. I'm ready, coach. Put me in the game. I'm ready to sub in for Sizzle on the rent squad today. All right, let's get you in subbing. Oh, for some reason, I can't get you over there. I can't get you on the super chat. I will have to get you on when you chat in the chat for me. I can't get you in the super chat. So Hooligan says, I love the blue chip mindset streams. We are in here. Thank you, sir. I'm watching to see if you guys come up with the name. Prince, Prince the Prince says, morning, coach. I'm thankful for you and your guidance. Shout out to the coach gang. And he says, I got money. Oh, yes. So thank you, sir, for being here, Prince the Prince. No Chill Dan also says you can also sell your car and then pay off the remaining balance of said lease. So there is a leasing program in which you are leasing the car. You can sell the car off market and then come back and pay off the remaining balance to the not a balloon payment. No, you guys are you guys are not thinking like you have access open ended lease. I believe that's what it is. I believe that's what it is. Is it open-ended lease? You guys are thinking like balloon payment. No, that's not it. No, that's not it. That's not the one either. <laughs> but I believe it's close enough. But anyway, basically, you have the ability to sell off-market your car if you can get more money for it and then come back and pay off. This lease, particular lease, you can do it. So um, anyway. Shout out to Chris Serdak says, facts, Pfizer-sponsored Oscars, the Oscars. He says they are about to release a, a drug for alopecia. Wow. He says alopecia in women is known for side effects. Oh, I'm not going into that. <laughs> I'm not going into that. Uh, but, yeah, man, I've, I've left that alone because that's actually, for me, for me, the whole argument to try to prove what's what, it's already been proven. All right, that whole facade has fallen and crumbled. So I'm not even going to go into that, <laughs> all right? Um, I, there's no point in even arguing it anymore. All right, the facade has fallen. All right, shout out to Jamie Torres or Jaime Torres for that Folgers cup of coffee, coach. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Amin Sadala, shout out to you and the coach gang praying for Sizzo. Yes, indeed. All right, Zerak says, uh, might be good to tell your daughter that if she wants a family, she should consider any man that she doesn't desire because it thinks, uh, thinks, but thinks would make a good father. And he also says you can't negotiate desire, but a man who will make a good dad might also have unrealized capabilities that might stroke her desires. In any case, let her know that men tend to rise for the occasion. That's why I think love is a result of trust, accountability, responsibility, and respect in that order that yields love. Sorry, that was a bit off topic. And it's, you know, well, yeah, it's normally on topic. But uh, this is what you're talking about probably is closer resembling an arranged marriage. Okay. So in arranged marriage, many times the people will be put together in an arrangement and then they'll grow into what you are saying, trust, accountability, respect, and responsibility. That grows 
as you become close to each other. And then you will have better marriages, I think, statistically, even though sometimes arranged marriages, divorce aren't allowed. So let me just get this straight in this situation. If people stop picking off love first, they will probably learn to respect, trust, and hold people accountable and understand what responsibilities are. But we do it the opposite. We go for love first, and then we lose. We don't have the respect for the person. We don't want to trust the person. We don't want to actually get to know the person. We just want that person to serve us. In essence, then you're disappointed. You're disappointed. So I think we do it backwards. And then when the love is gone, then we're gone as well. The love never lasts when you lead off with love, in my opinion, in my opinion, because you never really respect the other parts of the person. All right, DG Seymour is in the building. All right, shout out to you. And then we have Suburban Mama. How can a mom keep her dignity through a divorce? She says, how can a mom keep her dignity through a divorce? Well, you know, that's kind of, I can't really go into that because I don't know what's going on right now. I mean, you got a lot going on. So you would have to give me more details than dignity because I don't know if you're the instigator. I don't know if you launched the first missile. I don't know if you cheated on him. He cheated on you. But uh, divorce in our culture is quite common, unfortunately. And um, you're going to have to try. I see you have two little uh, uh, two little uh, minions with you. And you're going to have to adjust to a lifestyle of being. Um, yeah, you're going to be an outcast socially. <laughs> you're going to be an outcast. You're going to be an outcast. So it's going to be problematic because you're not going to be able to find the men that you want uh, to fill that role. I think it's open in at least two. I think it's open in the lease. Anyway, let's get back to the show here. We're not going to talk about homes today. I talk about homes all the time. People get pissed off. What are you talking about? I'm like, you. that's another. Oh, let me just talk about it right here. Is that part of this one? Oh, this is going to be a part of it right here. One of the ingredients that you need now past money. Let's get past the money. All right. But this is what happens. People only focus on the money and they don't have these things. Number four, and we'll go four, three, two, one, a strong belief in yourself. So without a strong belief in yourself, if you add money or the chase or the pursuit of money, it don't matter. You don't have a strong belief in yourself. Your belief system is sometimes held up in other things that other people invented. Okay, that has nothing to do with you, meaning I can survive off 60 grand. Why? Because you have no belief in yourself. That 60 grand is now 45 grand, okay, in five years or less. That's what it's equivalent to. And so without a belief in yourself, you will never be able to do the other things to get you in the proper mindset. So it's irrelevant. Money would be irrelevant to you. I can give you all the money in the world without a strong belief in yourself. You're going to lose all that money. You're going to lose all type of that money. You're going to lose all of it. So in order to get where you need to have, you have to have a strong belief in yourself. You have to be really conscious of what you believe in, make choices, be willing to make decisions and then move forward. But what we do, unfortunately, is we imprison ourselves with concepts or constructs invented by other people that tries to ensure us happiness. You can say, okay, the American dream is kind of does that. Hey, you can have all of this. And then you imprison yourself in this idea that this is going to give you self-worth instead of the belief in yourself is going to give you self-worth. 
These things are going to give me self-worth. A house, a car, hoes, women, whatever it is. Pussy, peace leave. <laughs> All right. These things are going to give you happiness, and then you ultimately find out that they don't. Well, one of the ingredients to your said happiness is strong belief in yourself, because without that, you have no possibility of having it, no matter what you have. You see rich people like this all the time. They're still unhappy. Or people with relationships. They're still unhappy as if relationships I'm fall off happy. trees. <laughs> okay, people who work corporate jobs, right? I work a corporate job. And then you think you're going to be happy. Well, then you don't realize you imprison yourself when you took that corporate job. People who buy houses imprison themselves. Meaning you ain't going to leave that house for 20, 25 years. I hope you know. You ain't leaving that mofo. Now, I know you think you're going to flip that house. <laughs> I know you think that house is going to go up in value in five years and you just going to flip the damn thing and get a bigger and better house. And you're going to do that every five years. You think you're going to do that, right? Nope. No, you ain't. Your ass going to get stuck. The economy's going to turn upside down. You won't be able to leverage any of the equity and your ass is stuck. And you ain't got no money to take out to uh, improve the home. So then when you go to sell the damn thing, you're going to be disappointed that you can't sell it at the price that you think you're going to get for it. And your ass is going to be stuck. All right. People get stuck all the time. People get stuck at the top of the market. All right, my house is worth $250,000 more than I bought it for. Okay, sell it. I can't. <laughs> can't sell it. Why? Well, I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, your ass imprisoned yourself. So you didn't understand. You thought, hey, everybody says it's a good asset. And then your ass bought one and you're stuck. All right, so you imprisoned yourself by this. Now, there's many ways to own property and land as a good investment or an asset. You don't have to own a house. You could have done it and own real estate across the world. You could have bought corporate real estate. Uh, you could have bought industrial real estate. You could have bought land. You could have bought a whole bunch of things, but you got inside of this prison now that you can't get out. Neither can you own anything else other than that one house that you're going to have to clean the gutters for. You're going to have to mow the lawn. You're going to have to paint it. You're going to have to upgrade it. <laughs> All right. And so you think you're going to refinance and your ass can't qualify. Uh, you got into some financial problems where your credit is bad. No refi for you. All right. So I see it all the time. I have a real estate license. I see people get stuck in this prison all the time. Another prison. These are societal's prisons because you don't believe in yourself. You put your hands in society. I never do that. I don't trust society. I don't trust 85% of the people in society. I think they're deaf, dumb, and blind. Okay. Yeah, REITs also. I think most of society is deaf, numb, and blind. Most of society waits for instructions to do things, and then they operate on autopilot because they have no belief in themselves. All right, so I have belief in myself that I will tend, tend to be more successful outside of all the social constructs of society as opposed to imprisoning myself. Another prison, marriage. All right, marriage is a prison. Family is a prison. All right, your, your immediate family is a prison sometimes. Sometimes your family will talk you out of financial independence. They will talk you out of owning things. You don't need a Porsche. And your ass won't get a Porsche because your family says something dropped, fell right here. Uh, your family says don't get a Porsche and you won't get one. But you would be happy to have one, but you didn't get one because your family said you don't need nothing like that. Your wife said you don't need a Porsche and you didn't get one. Okay. Uh, the cost of family will keep you down. You think you're going to go start a family and then follow your dreams? Mm. Nope. You're not going to follow your dreams after you start a family, sir. All right. So I'm telling the men, follow your dreams first before you start a family. Because if you start a family, you have one, two, and three kids, and you have a wife, they're going to kill your dreams fast. They're going to kill all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> all right. All your hopes and dreams, bro. They done. So uh, you need to think about this before you imprison yourself. I call 
society's prison, the million dollar debt. All right. The society, society's prison is the million dollar debt. They tell you in high school, they tell you dumbass, young adult, they tell you you're a teenager. They tell you you don't know anything. They put you to the steps of public school indoctrination in which they teach you nothing about buying a house. All right. Understanding finances for the most part. They teach you stuff like trigonometry and calculus, stuff that a small percentage of people will benefit from, but the rest of you lemmings won't. 85% of you won't benefit from this information at all. But they don't teach you about balancing, having a balancing sheet, uh, starting a family, marital laws. They don't teach you anything relevant. They're just trying to train the best possible people for the best possible jobs. All right, that's all they're trying to do in public school. And they basically can quarter you in by how you pass or fail. So eventually, what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to go to school, public school. You're going to graduate. You're going to have no direction. Nobody's going to do anything. They're going to tell your lemming ass to go to college. They're not going to tell you about trades and starting your own business. And do, they're not going to tell you about any of that stuff. They're just going to say, go to college. Well, what do you want to study? I don't know. Just go there for the first two years. It's general studies anyway. You waste a whole bunch of money not knowing what to do. And you're just on autopilot. You're on autopilot, and then they tell you, and then you rack up fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars of debt. You leave, and then the next thing you do as a societal prison is you entrap yourself into following love, romance, and relationships. Now, in the past, you would have done this as a young adult, but you would have had some sort of structure around you. Now you have no structure. Now you have the hope that you're going to find someone that's going to chase. The, you're going to chase that feeling of finding someone and falling in love. But when you do so, you're going to rack up. Tens of twenties of thousands of dollars of debt. Debt, 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 debt. And then you're going to start a family, which is more debt. And then you're going to wake up. Okay, what do I want to do in life? <laughs> you're going to put yourself in a million dollars of debt because you're probably going to try to buy a house and you barely got a good job. You barely been working your job for five years. You got two kids, a wife, college debt. All right. And all the debt associated with their red, uh, wedding. And then you're going to try to put a house on top of that. And you ain't got nothing to back it. <laughs> you're going to take an L. You're a million dollars in debt. Now what is that going to make you do? You're on the hamster wheel for the next 20 to 30 years. 20 years paying off your student debt. 30 years paying off your mortgage debt. 10, 20 years paying off your kids. All right. And then paying off your wife. You in debt. So that keeps you in the deaf, dumb, and blind. That keeps you on the cycle. That keeps you out of chasing your dreams. Any moment you want to chase your dreams at this particular point, you're done. And the reason why people get into these things is because they don't have a strong belief in themselves. They will imprison themselves with morality. Yeah, you can't quit your job. I'm going to quit my job and start a business. Really? You're going to have to talk to your two kids about that. You're not going to eat for six months, kids. You're going to have to talk to your wife. You're going to have to spend less, honey. All right, you're going to have to talk to your bank. I'm not paying a mortgage for six months because you got no savings. Don't tell me that. See, a lot of times people come in here and they say, well, all you have to do is we already eliminated. All you have to do is as a conversation. Well, houses are good. All you have to do is, well, dumbass people don't do that. Dumbass people don't do all you have to do is. All right. They don't. Well, all you have to do is you save six months of income and you have an interest only debt. And then what you do is you put that in an interest bearing account. It, it, it creates 12 months of 12 uh, percent of interest. And then what you do is then you put that to the payment. <laughs> Everybody always says all you have to do is and 80 percent of people don't do that. All right. They do the dumb thing. They do it the dumb way.
they overspend, they over leverage, they get out, they get in debt. Well, all you have to do is what you technically do is you know, what you do. <laughs> yeah, 12% interest. So we don't do all you have to do is as a antidote to doing something stupid that people keep doing in America. It's just easy. So what you do? No, 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 no. What your ass do is you're going to do something stupid like everybody else, most likely. Most likely. Because everybody else keeps doing the stupid thing. <laughs> okay? We don't do all you do. All you have to do is over here. What's the guy? Graham Stephan. Graham Stephan. Well, what you do is you take a, you know, they get the, <laughs> and shout out to Graham Stephan. What you do is you go to an interest-bearing account that averages 12% over five years, and then you throw that in there, and you pay interest only. And then when you take the interest only out, you take it out of the 12 interest-bearing account, and then you place it towards your primary, and then you take your PMI, and you pay that off. Mm. (laughs) I cannot stand people that do that, but they put these videos out, and then people go in there and argue. Yeah, the lemmings go, yeah, and then you do this, and then you take your home, and then you refinance it after five years after your adjustable rate mortgage has uh, adjusted, and you have the bubble payment, and then you pay the bubble payment off. And then... I know I'm just joking with Graham Stephan. I'm just saying that's what it sounds like, and people use that as an antidote. And guess what? They don't get 12% interest. Guess what? They have an emergency, and they have to take out the funds. Guess what? They don't make the PMI payment. Guess what? and they end up doing something stupid in the end they end up going on vacation they end up running up their credit card something else gets them in a way of doing this so this is why i don't tell people oh well well, all you do is no i tell you to do things that are literally going to get you out of the prison yeah the water heater bursts the roof has to be replaced something's going to happen that people don't put into the all you have to do equation your car breaks down. You got to get an extra car. Uh, your your father died. Something's going to happen. Somebody gets cancer. Oh, what happens now? Well, what do you do when that happens? Well, I don't have no answer for you because all I was going to tell you, all you have to do is, that's all they do. All you have to do. <laughs> Mark? <laughs> yeah, the kids get sick. All right. Man, somebody gets out of prison. Somebody runs their car through your house. You You get a flood. I mean. A whole bunch of variables can happen that puts the all you have to do equation right out the window. It puts it right out of the window. And so <laughs> what happens is you imprison yourself with morality. All right. Morality is a prison. All right. What you'll say is people are amoral. And so you're moral in that you trump them with morality. Right? Well, I'm moral and you're broke. And you're facing problems when the interest rates climb and you need more money. Morality means nothing. You know what I mean? We have this conversation all the time with dating and relationships and pay for play and all this stuff. And people are making a moral argument. Okay. Outside of morality. Now what? You know what I mean? What what is it? Don't prison yourself with morality. So have a strong belief in yourself and what you believe. You know, have a strong conviction in what you want to do. Do it. And the hell with morality, because morality is subjective. The hell with what you should do and all you have to do is. The hell with what your family thinks of you. I'm talking about your family, your mother, your daddy, and your aunts and uncles and all of these people that will not pay for you when you go homeless. Forget about them. Do what you want to do. Have a strong conviction to say love can wait. Romance can wait. Why would I get myself in debt? Why will I set myself back years and give up my hopes and dreams to have these things? Or what is it going to take if I have my family and I want to pursue my hopes and dreams? Do I have the person that's going to have my back? Probably not. 
are you okay with that before you get into that prison? Because they're going to marry you because you have a good accountant job and you make $65,000 a year the minute you want to do something else, and you will. And you will. You're going to want to do something else. You're going to get bored of that accounting job. You're going to want a hobby. Oh, I think I'm going to pick up a hobby. What hobby are you going to pick up? No, that hobby's going to get in the way. No, you don't have any time for that. What about our kids? What about me? That's going to happen, sir. What's going to happen here? You have to have a strong belief in yourself to get out of those prisons first. Then you can jump back in it when you got what you need. So anyway, let me do some more super chats. Take that point down. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, I should put up the disclaimer. Um, Where are we at? Super chat time. Thanks for the support, man. This show doesn't get great ratings, but we get good support from the people. Appreciate that. Where are we at? Speaking my mind. And shout out to the suburban mama. Hey, hey, suburban mama, I'm going to send you some mommy shoes. How about that? I know you're going through a divorce. Um, I'm going to send you some mommy shoes. Remember the shoes that I know you wear? Um, we're going to send you some mommy shoes. But uh, uh, when I send them, I have one request, suburban mama. I have one request. And this is a very innocent request. I'm just going to let you know. You're going to have to try them on for me in slow motion. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. <laughs> oh, where are we at? Where's 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 my mommy at? Suburban mama, I know you still here. You asked your question, mommy, and I appreciate you for the 199. Hey, you're gonna have to put them on in slow motion. All right, get your phone out, put it on the slow motion mode. Put them mommy shoes on for me, baby. Suburban mama, too. Hey, we got them suburban mama feet, brother. You know, suburban mama feet be stanking like corn nuts. You know what I'm saying? They be in there stanking like corn nuts in there. Suburban mama feet stank around there. She ain't got time to wash them feet. <laughs> she running around there stanking feet and all that, bro. Hey, wash them feet first when you go on there. I know the bottom of them feet dark as hell. You know the mommy shoes I'm talking about with women. She got to say, what shoes? Let me show you what shoes you got. The suburban mama shoes. Hold on for a second. All right, let me see here. I'm going to show you the flat shoes, the, the, the suburban mama shoes right here. These shoes, hold on. I'm going to share it on my screen. Wait a minute. These shoes right here. These right here. These the suburban mama shoes. Put these shoes on. Hey, slow motion for me. Slow motion. I'm going to send them to you. Send me your address. <laughs> send me your address right there. Put these shoes on. Speed smelling like corn nuts up in them. But hey, hey, get, hey, I know you need a pedicure too. You need a pedicure. I'm going to send you to the shop. We're going to send you to the shop. I'm going to get them girls to rub your feet down. You know, put these on right here. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Yeah, you got it, baby. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we're sending them to you. This is this is part of the coach gang. You know what? Since we're sponsoring her shoes and the feet pictures, you got to sit in the coach gang feet pictures. <laughs> size nine. She want them size nines. All right, we got you, baby. We got you. All right, but you better send a video for real or I'll come hunt you down. <laughs> All right, let's get into the super chat. Speaking my mind says save $27.10 a day for a year is $10,000. Damn. Yeah, man. Do the math. 10K. 10K adds up fast. Y'all don't want to see your slide them shoes. 10K adds up fast. So, man, um, you know, get your change jar. I used to have this thing, and I showed you in my vlog. I used to have this jar, and I would shave the pennies and nickels, then the pennies, the dimes and the quarters, then the dollar bills. 
and it adds up fast. Victor Jimenez says, um, I just watched your seeking arrangement video. This emphasis, or they this emphasize the importance of leverage. Leverage is like the new Steph Curry mode of getting women. We in a new era. Yeah, we're in a new era. Leverage is everything. Leverage is everything, guys. I'm telling you, man, in this new marketplace, you got to have leverage. Because just to be honest with you, approach game and having good mouthpiece and all of that stuff, it, it, it's going to get you a couple of straggle daggles. You're going to catch a couple of girls slipping every now and then. All right. But you're still not going to have leverage. All right. You still got to li literally lower yourself uh, to pedestalizing them. Uh, attention. Attention is our currency now. And all you're doing is adding to that attention. Mm. You're, you're basically lowering yourself. You're, you're giving up leverage by doing that in, in today's market in the past, in the past, not so much. Right in the 90s and the 2000s, not so much. This is how you were going to get anybody you had to approach. But in today's marketplace, all you're doing is overvalidating and pedestalizing, and you're lowering your leverage. You actually lower your leverage. Leverage is where it's at. Basically, you could tell people yes or no. You're fielding offers. All right. So he says she could get attention from anyone. Yeah. You, whatever you're telling her, she's already heard. You know what I mean? She's heard it in a variety of ways. She's heard it nervously. She's heard it confidently. She's heard it a variety of ways. Doesn't mean you're going to get her. All right. Shout out to King Chris. Shout out to you, coach and the coach gang. Do you think Chris Rock should have retaliated when he got hit? A failure to hold his masculine frame. Also, when are you releasing your courses again? Um, I, I might have a new course maybe in 2023. No plans for a course today. We're working on the fourth book. But I think Chris Rock should not have retaliated. Uh, because basically he uh, Will Smith was the lowest common denominator, right? We teach men not to wrestle in the mud. All right. Uh, because then Chris Rock would have lost all any chance at sympathy and in which he was already losing sympathy until the smack. Right. He was losing sympathy because he was seen as attacking a helpless victim, which is not a really helpless victim. So then if he would have retaliated, he would have lost any chance at uh, uh, sympathy. Now he's gaining sympathy the more people think about it. The more people think about it, they look at Will as a complete asshole, right? If Chris Rock would have done it, I'm sorry, we would have set black people back 55 years. We would have been marching on the bridge in Selma once again if he would have struck back at Will and started wrestling on the stage at the Oscars. So that's what I think there. Uh, number that. Number two, high-value men running around there in suits wrestling on the Oscar stage. Yeah, uh, forget about it. So uh, that would have put the Pookie and Ray Ray conversation away. Right? <laughs> Pookie and Ray Ray, all of a sudden, we would have had to say, hey, Pookie and Ray Ray are the high value men. Uh, and number three on this one, or D, Chris Rock still looks sympathetic. I think he would have looked like a jerk if he would have just went ahead and wrestled in the mud with the lowest comment. See, Will Smith is the hurt person here. Yeah, he says Chris Rock actually making Will look more pathetic. He made Will look pathetic by not striking back. Now Will looks hurt. You know what I mean? He looked bitter and hurt. So he did the proper thing by not retaliating. It did look like, oh, he got bitch slapped, which is, yeah, that ain't good either. You know what I mean? But Will is the one out here apologizing. Will is the one out here trying to come out now and say, you know, man, this conversation about my marriage, is, it's, it's been out of hand. It's been hurting me. Now Will is on the apology tour. Chris Rock is doing great. He's being quiet about it. He don't got to say nothing. What he should do is sue the hell out of Will Smith. That's what I think he should sue him. I don't think uh, Will Smith being arrested or charged with anything is that's pointless. 
I think he should sue him. And the reason why I think he should sue him is because his reputation was severely ruined. Even though he was doing what he was supposed to do, his reputation was severely ruined because everybody's playing this slap. Not only did he get slapped once, he's been slapped hundreds of millions of times. All right. So I would sue Will Smith for damaging his credibility on there doing what he normally does. All right. That's what I would do. I mean, because he's getting slapped hundreds of millions of times. Every time we wake up, we're watching Chris Rock get bitch slapped. I will sue his ass. He says not suing him. He still comes out morally higher like a bonus round. That's true. And if he doesn't sue him, he get he gets more credit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If he sues him, he just gets money and damages, which Will, pay, Will Smith will probably play. If he doesn't sue him, I still think he looks good. He comes out looking, smelling like a rose. All right, so you're right. You're right. And this goes into the cancel culture that we are in now, where now we can run up and slap people when we don't like what they're saying. Mm, I don't agree with that. So I'll never agree with Will Smith's position. You can run up and slap somebody now, a professional, for saying something not that really damaging. I mean, she literally had a bald head. <laughs> I mean, and she literally, he literally said G.I. Jane, which wasn't, it wasn't like he said Shrek. Now, if he would have said, we're going to put her in Shrek. <laughs> now he got a point. You know what I mean? Now it makes sense. Oh, Shrek. Damn, that's low. But G.I. Jane was seen as a very much of an empowerment movie. You know what I mean? So he didn't say she was going to be in some bullshit. So anyway, shout out to Rele Relevant Music. He says, left my wife yesterday. Thanks for the guidance. You're on. You're on, man. Shout out to you. All right, Sean Mason, uh, what did you say? Nothing, but shout out to you. Raul says, coach is spitting the fire. You're not going, you're not getting on that turbo Hayabusa high, high if you got a Gordita or little Gorditos at home. You're not. Guys, uh, have a conversation. Married guys will tell you, although people are going to say, well, motorcycles are dangerous, all right? But let's just say, you know, most husbands are not getting a motorcycle. I'm going to go get a motorcycle. No, you're not. You're going to have problems getting that motorcycle or or any luxury vehicle or any uh, sports car. Now, there's going to be a person that says, well, you don't need, really need it. <sighs> That's not a popular conversation. He wants it. He can get it. He can afford it. Even if he can afford it, that vehicle is going to be seen as competition to the wife. And she's not going to allow that. If you do it, it's going to be problematic for you. Not to say she's going to stop you from doing it, but I guarantee you, if you did it, she's going to throw a monkey wrench in your whole program. You're going to wish you didn't buy it. Now, me, as a single male, I can buy whatever the hell I want and not run it past anybody, and I'm in a lovely position. Okay? Uh, so that's what we talk about here. But that's that's a part of the lifestyle you guys want to live. All right, Leo K., the house... The household debt ratio in Canada is 186%, meaning for every $1 earned, they owed $1.89 in debt. Fellas, to be a part of the 1%, ignore what 99% of the people are doing. Lee, okay, you're right there with me. I'm right there with you. Because a lot of things are hidden. Oh, you earn equity over time. See, the one thing about anything related to those type of purchases, it doesn't have to be a house. It could be college debt. 
the one thing you don't understand is over time, you're like, well, it doesn't mean nothing. And, you know, it's only gaining so much percentage interest, but I'm actually going to earn X amount of dollars in salary and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of hidden cost to that. You know what I'm saying? Stress. There's a lot of hidden costs that you're paying, even though you think you're building, you ba you basically will calculate it. You know, let's just say a house. I keep we get keep using. Let's just say a house. You you, you have a house. It goes up 150 grand over 10 years of ownership, which boils down to fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, fifteen thousand dollars a year. Now I ask you. I ask you, have you done over and above $15,000 worth of work on that house? I'm going to guarantee you, you did. I guarantee you, you put in $15,000 worth of elbow grease into that house. Okay, so you didn't get, a, it's kind of like people who go to Vegas and they gamble and they say, I walked away with five grand. Yeah, you probably was in the shitter or in the whole 10 grand at one particular point or what what part of five grand did you walk away with? Did you net five grand or did you walk away with five grand after you lost 10? <laughs> you know what I mean? What what do what do you mean you won 10? What do you want? What do you mean you won five grand? So this is what people have to understand. When I hear that and my house is worth X, you worked for that, sir. That was earned income. <laughs> you earned that. Like that, you work for those dollars. So let's put that on your salary. You didn't break even. Uh, see, see a a interest bearing account that's that netted one hundred and fifty grand is different because it was passively earned. With homes, you don't passively earn it. So I'm telling you, what he's saying is, yeah, when you have debt, you make a dollar, but you pay two dollars in. <laughs> so. He says, walks away with 2K, but spent 5K. Yeah, well, when you add the hotel cost, the travel costs, the food, the buffets, the concerts, the Michael Jackson, uh, the Michael Jackson show, you didn't win $5,000. You might have won $5,000, but what did you net? See, these are all things that people play with when they talk about what they walked away with and what they earned. You don't earn many things passively unless you're in the passive income game. Houses are not passive. Which means if it's not passive, it's not an asset per se. It's a liability. That means means it had to be worked for. So um, a lot of people don't think this, you know, and it's totally fine. I just think differently. Here we at. Where we at? Uh, Brisk Clown says, Coach, put it on a T-shirt. All you have to do is bark, bark. All you have to do is bark, bark, bark. All you have to do is bark. But Dave Ramsey, right? But Dave Ramsey, Coach, Dave Ramsey said bark. Shout out to Lone Wolf. What did you say? The Lone Brawn Wolf says, uh, supermodels are the blue chips 304s. Yes. I got money. So let's put it to the women. You know what I mean? This is the whole mindset of women. What we have to understand is uh, the more money you have, the better access to women you're going to get. I know people hate this or people would use the exception to the rule. Well, Chad and Tyrone, well, the alpha male, there's not that many alpha males. There's not that even many that many real alpha males. Well, my PUA says he gets all bad bitches. All right. PUAs are lying. All right. PUAs be getting ugly broads, boy, girly boys, uh, fat women that they don't brag about. Hookers. I could show you PUA after PUA. Single mamas. Okay. We can show you all what the PUA is getting. 
they're not getting all bad women. Number one, there's not that many bad women. Number two, if a woman knows she's bad, she ain't going to just give it off to PUAs. Number three, in this marketplace, she monetized. Why would she just give it off to some dude she's bad at the bar? Stop. So those days are over, gentlemen. It is now a monetized game. The better women that you want, meaning if you want a good, righteous girl, you're going to have to have something with that. Meaning either you meet her early and you stay around, or if you're not in the early game, you need to have something to attract her. <laughs> if you don't, I'm sorry, guys, the, tank, the, time, the name of the game has changed. And uh, the way we prove this is just look at every Me Too al allegation that you've seen in the last four years. Most of it have, has centered around quid pro quo in which attractive women have positioned themselves around rich, ugly men and oftentimes did something at that particular time that they thought would get a benefit, which means they traded something to get a benefit. And then later on, they came to victim. They were like, hey, well, you know, uh, I had to do this to get to the position that I got and I got what I wanted out of it. Now I'm the victim because I was forced to do this. Well, and then what, what, what do you find there? I mean, even Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> running around here even Gwyneth Paltrow running around here sleeping with a damn hedgehog you know what I mean it's, and she literally did that and then when you trace it back what are these people um Epstein there were models some of the let's take out the younger girls Epstein were models um what's the dude name Weinstein slept with all the all the blonde bombshells in the whole damn industry all of them the other person was um I keep forgetting his name but he was the one in the Bahamas they had all them black models and all them models sleeping with him. So what you got to understand what Lone Bravo Wolfett's talking about here, if they're in the industry modeling or they're somewhat highly attractive actress or highly attractive mop, they're on the marketplace to be bought. Mm. Peter Nygaard, that's the one I was thinking about. Peter Nygaard, he running around here with women that you would dream of in your blue pill simping days. And he running around here, all of them just, <laughs> I did a show on him. And he, now they're trying to paint him as a, vic, uh, as, a, as a predator. But why did they put themselves? I'm going to flash some images up on the screen here. So these are women that you would look at in your Maxim, your Playboy, your videos, your mo These are women you're not going to see on a daily basis. And I, God forbid, you try to cold approach any of these women, you're going to get slapped the hell down. Slapped. Forget about it. These people aren't in your marketplace. You're not getting any of these people, all right? And what you have to understand is the only thing that gets these people, not that they're the best women to get, but they're on the high level of genetic attraction, is money. I got money. You're going to need money. You're going to need money, period. You're not going to need no PUA. You try some PUA bullshit, you're going to get slapped. <laughs> and he got it bro so old dudes no, back, no matter what society wants to tell you another thing bark, society says you bark young girls don't want older men see I'm trying to break the belief system out here I'm trying to tell you guys what you learn you, from your lower middle class upbringing and your poverty mindset if I just work hard, a good woman will want me and I'll get a pretty attractive woman. 
And somebody just mentioned that they're overrated. They are overrated to an extent. And you won't, under, this is something you will understand after a while. You're going to get these things just like you get the car. Wow, what the hell? You get the big fancy house. You get the mansion. Why do I need a mansion? Then eventually you'll downscale. Well, I don't need that mansion. It was overrated experience. So are women to a certain extent. Not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying they're overrated. We put too much emphasis in the chase. Then we finally get it and we realize, what the hell? <laughs> I chase women for all that. I chase women for this, the same piece of stank I could have got from that gordita down the street. This is the problem with you, you chase, chase, chasing when you don't have the ingredients. You chasing money is irrelevant. You chasing women is irrelevant because you're going to catch them. And then when you catch them and you don't have these other ingredients, you're going to feel loss. You're going to feel emptiness. You're going to go, damn, I didn't have a strong belief in myself. I thought it only took money and I only took uh, me getting hoes. I thought I would be fulfilled. Well, you're still empty. You're still empty. I thought I would get the big fancy house and I would be happy. Well, then the bills came in and the landscaper bill came in. And then you got three air conditioning units and two broke down and your whole upstairs is hot and your downstairs is freezing. Two water heaters busted. Okay, somebody's got a mold uh, acre and a half. Now reality's hitting your ass and you're going, wow, I thought I would be happy, but I realized there's work to do or it was an overrated experience. So this is what you have to understand. This is why the ingredients are important. You got to have these first. And this is what rich men do on a daily basis. You're like, he has enough money. Why does he still do this? Because of these ingredients that we're talking about, right? Strong belief in himself. He has a strong belief in himself. He gets the money and he still wakes up at five in the morning and he goes after it. What else? He has passion and he has obsession. He's obsessed with doing what he does and he has a passion for it. Or she, they're passionate about what they do. See, you work at your job because you got a degree and you're forced to work at it and you lost your passion for it. But since you're married or since you have a girlfriend and since you have a house note, you can't quit that job when you lose your passion and you don't make enough money to quit the job because you're just over broke. So you got to go back to that job. But you need some damn passion, something you're passionate about, and that's going to change over time. Sometimes you're passionate about something and then you'll achieve high success for it. And then you're like, well, I've achieved what I wanted out of it. Are you still going to do it? If it paid you handsomely, you're probably still going to do it. But you might find something else to be passionate about. But without passion or obsession, without this as an ingredient, money is irrelevant. Number one, you might not even reach the money. Number two, you might reach the money and then you don't have the passion and you'll immediately stop. I see music artists do this. The rappers do this. They go for their first album and they put their heart and soul in it. They make the second album and they blow up. The third album is 10 years down the line. What happened? Where's the music? Where's the passion? I lost the passion for it. I, I made it to the top. What I wanted was the money the whole time. Well, well that, that's it. Well, we're, if you're passionate about it, you're Michael Jackson. You're putting out music at the music. If you're passionate about it, you're Tupac. You're putting out music 15, 20 years after you died because he was passionate about making the music. The money was just a, a, a side piece. The hoes were just a side piece. He's passionate about the music. 
He's passionate about the business. He's passionate about what he's doing. He's obsessed with it. See, I think the obsession most people don't have. This is why people lose weight. And then six months later, they back being fat. Because you lost weight to get to a goal. You got you lost weight to get uh, people attracted to you. And then the attraction came. The weight loss came and your ass back fat. Because you're not obsessed with it. Or you may have just lost the passion for it. So passion is very important. Obsession is important. Obsession can be almost uh, a, a sickness in itself. It can be a sickness. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't have the obsession, you're probably not going to achieve anything. Even if you have money in the bank, you're going to lose all your money when you lack passion and obsession. So you got to have this as an ingredient. If you have this as an ingredient, it don't matter how much money you have because you're still going after you wake up every single day. This is an ingredient. Money is the only thing. And I'm going to tell you, money is a byproduct of passion and belief in yourself. Women are a byproduct of passion, obsession, and a strong belief in yourself. So many things we're talking about, positioning yourself in society, oftentimes I believe the things that we think we're chasing are just byproducts. Women, byproduct. Money, byproduct. House, byproduct. I can buy houses up the yin-yang right now. Can I buy my dream house? No, but I can buy several houses right now. Now I got houses. What am I going to do with it? Now I got to work. I got to check on the damn thing. I got to make sure all the repairs are work. I got to find tenants. Well, all you have to do is find good tenants. All you have to do is find good tenants and set up electronic payments and they'll pay rent on time. All you have to do is buy, check the credit. Buy. Now I'm working for those damn things just because I wanted a house. Now I got to move in that damn thing in the middle of the desert, 120 degrees in the summer, degrees in the summer. Buy. Everything else, all of these things, cars, money, women, houses, they're byproducts. They're not goals. The goal is believe in yourself. The goal is find something you're passionate about. Get obsessed about it. That's a goal. All right, so let me give you this one right here. Another ingredient, peace of mind, a.k.a. happiness. Peace of mind, happiness. See, I think people want peace of mind. They say they want happiness. What you want is peace of mind. See, what money does or what all of this does is give you peace of mind. You get peace of mind. Look, uh, people move to very good high rent districts, not because of the house that it sits on, not because of the land that it sits on, not because of the house that occupies the land, not because really the weather, but weather does have a good reason to do so. You know why they buy or they move into areas like this? Peace of mind. Peace of mind. So you might say to a person, why do you pay all that rent to live where? And you're going to say, well, it's a good place. It's nice. The weather, all that stuff is safe. No, it gives you peace of mind. You wake up every day without all of the noises that everybody else wakes up with because they want to live somewhere cheaper. Or they want to work less, or they don't want to work as hard, or they're not passionate, or they can get away with, hey, it's cheaper to live over here. But then your car gets broken in. Your next door neighbor is barbecuing roadkill at one in the morning. Your next door neighbor is having a concert on the patio. 
your next door neighbors breaking into your house. You got to set up all kinds of security uh, cameras all around your house in your neighborhood. Your insurance is up on your car because you live in this neighborhood. Yeah, you're going to pay all that money back anyway. You're worried about going to the grocery store late at night, the bus, uh, the traffic. You live in high traffic areas on the corner lot. You can't go to certain areas because gangbangers live across the street. I mean, renters living all up and down your damn uh, street. Every house that you live in next door has renters in it. That's going to severely change your peace of mind. So the reason why people do things, they move to gated communities. They move to suburbs. It's not because they want to be white. It's not because they, they're, they're paying too much money. It's because they want peace of mind. Yeah, they don't want the Amalams running up and down the street all night at after 12 uh, a.m. They don't want airplanes flying up all over their house from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. They're done with air. So you move into a bad neighborhood or a neighborhood that's slightly cheaper. You realize you live by an airport every 15 minutes. Starting at 7 a.m. See. You, you get rid of all of that by paying a little bit more. You get rid, rid of all of that as an ingredient because you just want peace of mind. That's an ingredient, <laughs> okay? And then you will look at somebody, I can't believe you pay $5,000 a month in rent to live there. Well, it makes sense because I have peace of mind. I live in a gated community. I have a security guard gate. I don't pay $5,000. I'm just using it as an example. I live in sunny, sunny weather. I wear T-shirts and shorts every day. Nobody burglarizes our complex. We have cameras everywhere. And my lambs don't run up and down the street. Nobody getting shot. There's no college parties next door. There's no airport flying over my damn head. <laughs> there ain't no gunshot. See, these are all things that people will give up just to save a little bit of money. And then they realize they don't have peace of mind. What money does, what these passions do, what these believe in yourself does is actually make you Financially come up with a reason why it makes sense. And peace of mind is everything. Most people think they're chasing happiness, but what they want is peace of mind. What they want is to be able to go to sleep and wake up and know their car didn't get burglarized. That's what they want. They want to know that they're not going to get carjacked or, 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 or robbed. You know what I mean? They want to know hookers aren't on the corner when they go to sleep. They want to know that when they send their kid to school, it ain't going to get shot up or there's no metal detectors. This is all peace of mind. And peace of mind is worth, it's, it's priceless. So if a person says, I'm here for this reason, most of the time it boils down to peace of mind. If a person is passionate, if a person says, I want to work so I can live out on a ranch in the middle of Wyoming, a dude ranch, and you say, why would you want to do that? Peace of mind. And I'm going to work like crazy until I get it. So you're asking a person, why is he doing that? And you live somewhere in Riverside. You can just live in Riverside. It's about $400 a month cheaper. And you can save $400 a month. That's $5,000 a month a year. Mm. Now, is $5,000 a month worth losing your peace of mind? $5,000 a year. Well, if I make $45,000 a year, yes, it's worth it. If I know I can make maybe $90,000 a year and not have to live there, See, it's all what we have to understand. These are literally <laughs> things that people go through and why people have drive, why people have passion, why people are obsessed. What they want really is a peace of mind.
That's what they want. All right. Anyway. Because people will simply boil it down to dollars. I made $250,000 over 40 years on my house note. All right. Well, what did you have to go through to live there? You know what I'm saying? Your house looking like Back to the Future Part 2. You got a whole damn water tower, all electrical lines in there. You can't sell that piece of shit. All right. <laughs> Nobody going to buy that. Who buying that? <laughs> Somebody go buy it in the bank. So, um, you know, it doesn't always boil down to dollars. And what you have to understand is at some point, at some point, dollars don't mean anything. Case in point, your $10,000 issue, you have $10,000, you get leverage. What about um, once you buy your house, your car, and you get the women you want? It's meaningless after that. Life, life becomes meaningless after that. Now what? Now what? You got the woman you want, you got the house and the car. What do you do now? You better have a passion. You better have an obsession. You better have a belief in yourself because if your belief was built into women, hoes, cars, and clothes, and watches, and now you got it. Now what? Okay, you want peace of mind now. <laughs> she said, Coles, those are the ones that are messy. Yeah, you got to run down into the dollar store. Bark! Because once you, guys, you're going to get the women you want and you're going to find out, I'm sorry to say, and we'll do the super chats and I'll give you number one. Once you get a couple of top-notch women, you're going to go, holy shit. You're going to have an epiphany. Now, I want you guys to experience this yourself. You're going to start piping down attractive women. And you're going to go, hmm. Well, I can do it. It's doable. It's relatively would be inexpensive to a person of your stature. You're like, okay, I can afford it. And I can afford to take her out. I can actually afford for her to be my girlfriend. She's not a seeking girl. I can afford for her to be my girlfriend. You know what you're going to find out? They just regular ass human beings. <laughs> And you put it all in your head. You drummed it up. You talk about, I think about all the nuts you were going to bust and how good it was going to feel. You're going to pipe them down three times. And you're going to go, what next? <laughs> I'll have another. I'll take another one. It's nothing, it's nothing really that special. Now, it's a good, fun experience. But you'll realize it's all in your head. And you're going to go, now what do I do with my life? All I wanted was that. Now I got it. Now what? <laughs> Don't let her move in with your ass. You're going to really realize she over, over, uh, overrated as hell. She farting and stanking up your place. Feet smelling like corn nuts. She withholding the peace leave. You're like, oh, man, you just have to get another one. And then you'll get another one. And then you'll get another one. And then... They'll be like popping grapes off. It will it'll be like a handshake. I always told you as an older man, sex is like a handshake. Because no longer do you got to jump through all those hoops and hurdles to get it. So you'll get it. It will barely be memorable. And then what you'll find is this is what happens to celebrity. 
what happens to celebrities is they have so much sex that they'll just pipe down one woman after the next, after the next, after the next, and it won't be memorable for them. It'll just be like shaking a hand. But to the person that's with the celebrity, it'll be very memorable. They'll remember every detail about that event. Well, it started like this, and then he took me, and then he kissed me, and then he undressed me, and then he did this, and he did this, and he did this, and then this happened, and this. She'll have every detail of what happened, step by step, moment by moment. You know what the guy will think? Nothing. He won't remember damn anything. He'll only remember wanting to get her the hell out of there. That's it. He'll remember the nut he busted barely, and he will move on. This is what happens to men. After a while, it'll just be like shaking a hand. Hi, how are you? Good. Lay on your back. Okay. Pipe down. You'll get your nut bust. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. It'll mean nothing. <laughs> and you'll be like, give me the condom. Put hot sauce in it. Okay. Make sure you don't get me. Uh-huh. Here you go. You want, I called the Uber for you. Thank you for coming. Yeah, we'll see each other. We'll see each other another time, maybe in about three months. I'm a little busy. It'll be like shaking a hand. If you're okay with that, you're okay with that. But it won't be as memorable as you think it will be after, after a time. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Domain Stickum, what financial conditions to officially be retired? Are you asking or are you uh, saying? It just depends on who you are. Because the, the, the economy changes so quickly, you think, think you're going to retire and then you don't. A uh, divorce will cause you to be able to change. You thought you were going to retire at this age and you get divorced. You might think you have a million dollars in 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 um in, in investments and then the market shifts and you don't. Some people over leverage themselves or they leverage themselves highly on income in uh, income property, right? And they'll own 30 homes when they're 65 and 70 years old. Then all of a sudden, that market shifts. So a lot, a lot changes. I think retirement is one of those things also that it's could be a mythology for most people. Cause I never can see myself being retired per se. Now my body can change and my energy might change later on in life, but I'm in my mid forties right now. I can see myself easily working another 25 years. You know what I mean? I don't see myself not generating income of any level. I can see myself working in another 25 years, right? Now my body might change. <laughs> you know, my energy level, I'll be like, oh, 65, God. But Or I can move to Thailand, right? I can move to Thailand off of what I've earned over the next 15 years and really go over there and sweat it out, banging out four foot seven women. <laughs> or let's say at least five feet tall. Yeah, so it's crazy. Somebody says they want to retire at 35. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, I look at it as I'm going to just go until I can't go no more. But in the middle of all that, I'm going to be banging out. <laughs> I'm going to be banging out foldables. I'm going to travel. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy divorce mommy's mommy shoes to get feet picture videos. No, shout out to you, uh, Jay Lamb says Chris Rock shows are selling out in the past two days. 
he took the high road. All right, Teddy KGB, no, sir, I'm sticking Will for that paper. That slap will last forever. So um, so you're going to stick him for his paper. I think maybe in the background that might happen. You know what I mean? He might have to cut Chris Rock a check because there, there could be a lawsuit threat that, hey, you really, really did damage to his reputation. So, yeah, man, shout out to Red Dubs, coaches, your next book. Gonna be called gonna be about the blue chip mindset. If yes, is there anywhere we can send suggestions? Appreciate this content either way. Blue chip mindset is it's not it's it's gonna be a, about that. Yeah, it's gonna be about that, not 100 percent about that, but it's not gonna be women have changed, and it's not gonna be that. It's gonna be more of a universally um accepted language for men and young men, but men don't buy books. So this is the problem with books. <laughs> so send any suggestions to my email. SAU Engineeria Morning Coach. I'm on the road to a new contract, drinking coffee, listening to you. Thanks for everything you do. Give me that good boy pat on the head. All right, we'll have to set it up. I can't give it to you like that. All right, but we're going to give it to you um, in a way in this next point. Rich Black Love, Chris Rock's London show has sold out. Tickets are being resold for at least double the, their price. So he's getting a financial benefit. All right, he's getting financial benefit. And uh, shout out to Chris Rock. I think he either listens to the show or follows me on Instagram. I think he came out smelling like roses. Yeah, Will Smith, there might have been a transition of power because Will Smith is losing ground. Chris Rock gained ground. All right, be what it is, listening with my rod in my arm from going down on a bike. Damn, man. He says, still, still drooling of the words turbo busa. Busa, salute. So you went down, you laid your bike down. Mm. Yeah, that's why I stopped riding for a minute. That's why I stopped riding. I only ride around the corner and stuff like that. <laughs> or I ride on Sunday evening when the... Sunday drivers are all going to bed, 7 o'clock. All right, um, or let me see here. Where are we at here? Enigma says, no. He says, no, what's dangerous or hazardous to your health is not living your life to its fullest. Follow your dreams and enjoy your freedom. Thanks, coach. That's exactly it, man. I tell you, man, a lot of people that have given up on themselves, given up on their hopes and dreams, or given up on what's possible, and they, they go home every day ready to die, that's the next step. You're just ready to die. All right. You go through the whole cycle of life and you go and repeat every day. Every day is the same. You have the same conversation with your wife, same conversation with your kids. How was your day? Your day was good. Great. What did you do today? Oh, we did a little. Okay. This is fantastic. Honey, what's for dinner? Okay, great. Honey, did you, uh, did you take out the trash? Oh, yes, I took out the trash, Betsy. Yeah, how did you do today? What did you do with the girls? Oh, you had conversation with the girls today? Oh, yeah. Oh, you were at your human resource job? What did you do? Oh, the Xerox machine broke down. Oh, I can't believe that. Oh, my boss wants me to work a couple of hours on Saturday. Can I do? Oh, yes, honey. Good. Okay. Hey, you're going to go to the little Johnny's nephew's one-year-old birthday party? He's having a... <laughs> this your one life, and you got here rotting away. All right, watching the game, you know what I mean? Man, we got five vacation days per year. What are we going to do with our vacation? Oh, perhaps we'll go to the same place we got our vacation home. We'll go and repeat that vacation over and over again. We'll go to our timeshare over in somewhere in Mexico. 
Oh, we're going to that timeshare again. Yep, the same timeshare, the same trip with the same five days of vacation. We're going to use same part of the year. Oh, damn, they jammed up our, there's a blackout on our damn timeshare dates. What we going to do now? <laughs> God dang. That sounds miserable to me, bro. That sounds miserable. <laughs> Boring. Boring. But, hey, it could be your life. Shout out to Clarence Gaston, coach. Here goes another super chat. You're killing me. Keep up the good work. Shout out to the coach gang and to all the bleach blondes at Brigham Young University, by the way. We love them, Brigham Young University. Uh, last two points, Point, Dexter, Point Dexter's heel turn, coach. You have to make blue chips in a book format. I will buy. I'm begging you. So my next book is going to have some series related to this here. And uh, it's going to shock the world. You know, I'm not. it's going to shock people because it is not going to be the same program bullshit. You take your interest only your, you get an adjustable rate mortgage and a good low interest rate. And what you'll do is over time, you'll get a 10-year equity and you'll build that up. And then you take the interest, you take the principal that you would have put into your principal and then you have the interest only and then you put it over here. It ain't going to be that bullshit. All right, I'm going to blow all that up. I'm blowing all of that up. Anything that is bark, anything you hear from these financial gurus, and what you do over here is, I'm going to blow all that up. <laughs> People going to be pissed off at me. What are you doing? And you're not an economist and you have no background. Hey, man, these people that are economists, so-called economists, they be out here finessing the hell out of you. They literally said there will be no hyperinflation. They told you, and you could see it coming. <laughs> you literally were seeing it coming. You're looking at it like, Oh, there will be no hyperinflation. Listen to us. We're the economists. We have economy degrees. And... Negro, please. <laughs> they out there finessing the hell. Well, the economist over here said that there will be no hyperinflation. No direct effects from these PPP loans and all of these people sitting at home. Everything will be just fine. As soon as they said that, I was like, boy, they don't tear y'all's asses up. So I'm going to blow all that up. Whether true or not, I'm going to have my sources. I'm going to have my opinions. And we're, that's what it's going to be. Shout out to K Kane Owens says, Coach ain't lying about models. Models are for purchase. Models are for short-term lease only or, or rent. <laughs> Get it out of your head. I remember I used to be you know, in my 20s. I used to look at models. Damn, I wish I could go get the girl in the vibrant thing video. Remember the Violet? Remember the vibrant thing video? You saw the girl and her ass cheeks were swerving like this. Vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. I was like, oh, I want a girl just like that. Little did I know. <laughs> and then you meet the girl and her breath stinking. I mean, that that's a, you know what a cold wake up call is? <laughs> One of the cruelest wake up calls is you get with an attractive woman and her breath stinks. That's going to make your salami go limp immediately because you think that these people are perfect. You know what I mean? You think fireworks are going to come out. They peace leave. And then you meet her, you talking to her, you like. Do, is that your breath? You're like, what in the world? You kiss them. You like smell like kissing a trash can. Why is your breath stinking, baby? And you're like, forget it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of those things that mess you up, man. You get a highly attractive woman. You think this is going to be your dream girl. And she got toe. She got web toes. She got web feet. Like, wait a minute. I had a girl like that in high school. She was a cute, cute little red bone, light skinned chick. I used to be like, man, she's so cute. You know, back in high school, you was just trying to get a little stank on your finger. You weren't even thinking about piping. You like piping down was not going to happen. You just wanted some stank on your finger in high school. That's all you was trying to do, get some stank on your finger. This girl was cute as hell. Oh, my God. I found out she had webbed, like one foot had, the toes would stick together. Like, like, um, like, like just a little bit, though. It wasn't like a lot. Now, you know, I have a thing for feet and all. I can't look past that. That's one of those things I can't look past. The web feet. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I'll look past some things, but. Yikes. That takes away all that cuteness. <laughs> I was like, man, I got to have some nice feet at the end of it. <laughs> all right. Number one, I know people are just chilling. What's number one? So let me do it. Strong belief in yourself. This is an ingredient. Passion, obsession, have a passion of an obsession. You got to have these things. Peace of mind slash happiness. People want peace of mind. They think they want happiness. Happiness is definitely something temporary. I don't chase happiness. I chase peace of mind. And then the last one is leverage positioning. We talk about this on the daily. Leverage and positioning. Number one, um, what these things do is going to give you access. Like writing a book gets you access. Now, writing a book gives me residual income as well, which is nice. Once I've written the book, once I produced a movie, once you produce a video, once you produce a song, you get residual income. But also, it gives you access. Now, what leverage does is give you access. Leverage gives you access to women. Leverage gives you access to first-class airline tickets. Leverage gives you access to club seats at the football stadium. Now, once you get this leverage and you get access and positioning, what you're going to find out is, damn, a lot of people don't experience these things. You're like, holy moly. And once you get it, it's going to be hard for you to go back. Now, once you've never got it, you've never had the leverage, you can easily say, you don't need it. You don't need first class tickets. Now, once you fly to Europe or you fly four hours from LA to New York in first class, I guarantee you, you'll never stick your ass back there and coach ever again if you can. You'll be like, Wait a minute. You're going to feel the difference. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't mean anything. You walk past the people in first class. Look at these idiots. They paid four times the ticket rate just to land in the same plane we're going to land in. And you'll walk past them. Look at these dumbasses wasting their money. And then you'll buy a ticket. <laughs> then you'll stay in a five-star five resort uh, on a vacation. You'll end up doing it by accident. You'll do it by accident. You'll get a five-star resort on accident because it was cheap on a non-traffic uh, holiday. And then they'll upgrade your ass. And then now you're at the top of a five-star resort. I guarantee you, you're not staying at Motel 6 ever again. 
you will refuse to stay at. Your family will have a family reunion and they'll say, we're all staying at the Motel 6. I bet you, you but I bet you, I bet your ass does not stay with your family ever again. <laughs> you'll be like, I'm sorry, what? Because you'll go by vacation on yourself and you'll go first class, you'll go five star. And then your family, your family is, you know, they have a poverty mindset. They ain't nowhere near blue chip. Oh, we'll save money by staying in the Motel 6. I guarantee you, your ass will stay at a different hotel than your family. You'll be like, I ain't staying there. And they're going to look at your ass. What do you think? You're too good for us now? <laughs> You'll be like, red roof in? Mm. Not I. Not I. I'm not staying there. <laughs> they're going to look at your ass. They're going to say, what happened to you? You think you too good for us? Uh, no. I just know that there's something different out there for me. And what I'm working for every day is not for money. I'm working for VIP access. You go to the club and you get VIP access. How many times have you done that? You are at the club all these years. You've been bumping elbows, running into dudes. They stepping on your J's. They stepping on your gators. You can't see you waiting in line for the bartender for your drink. And then you get VIP access. Then you go to the club and you get VIP access. I guarantee you, you're going to have a different experience with the club. You're going to say, oh, wow. This is quite different. I'm getting a different experience. When the women get invited into the VIP access, these hoes coming in hugging me like I'm somebody. Hi, how are you? Hey, they giving you hugs and kisses on the cheek. And they don't even know you. You're like, oh, they sitting next to you. They vibing. They smiling in your face. You're like, hmm. <laughs> this is interesting. You getting bottle service. You're not waiting in there, waiting for the that one bartender going back and forth. Hey, uh, can I order my, hey, can, can I get a white Russian? Can I get a gin and tonic? You're sitting there like, God damn, this is a different life. And how do I get this life? Now, you're, many people might say, you don't need all that. It's just inconsequential, but you're getting a different life. So then when you go back to work, your mindset is, I need money so I can keep getting this access. You sitting down at the 50-yard line, row number eight at the Raiders game, instead of sitting your ass up in the 400 seats. I guarantee you, you're going to have a different experience. You're going to be like, this is what it's like. And then when you, you know, you're sitting in a part of the stadium where when the sun's beaming down, your, your part of the stadium, the sun is covered. But in the 400 seats, you sweating up there because the sun beaming down on your head. <laughs> you up there sweating in your jersey. You, <laughs> a bunch of people on top of you, you sitting down like you're going to fall over. you like, what the what? Up in the nosebleeds. And then you realize why there's a different cost to this ticket. It's because there's leverage associated with this and access is a direct part of this leverage. Okay, now that you have a little bit of extra money, this is why you keep going to work. This is why you keep upping your stakes. This is why you keep believing in yourself. Because once you experience this, it's hard to go back. Once you leave out of the community and you live in the suburbs, where you think white people are going to be trying to lynch you out there and they're going to be spraying Negro go home and you never experienced that, 
when everybody in the community said then white people don't want you out there and you say you ain't hearing the ambulance nobody getting shot there ain't no protest nobody rioting nobody's burning down the city you go i ain't never coming back <laughs> once you sit in the suite at a sports event and you can get up you can go to the bathroom you got a waitress coming to your suite you standing up chilling you can sit down once you get a suite at a sports event it's life-changing it changes your life so you don't need any of these things you don't need first-class airfare you don't need five-star hotels you don't need expensive cars you don't need suites. You can sit up in the nosebleeds if you want. You don't need VIP access at the club. You don't need any of these things. However, once you get a taste, you're going to realize why people work hard, why millionaires keep going to work. You're going to realize why they have a passion for what they do. And you're going to go, that's why these people keep doing this, because look at this experience of life that they're getting. When you go on vacation, and all you can do is sit at your resort and you're grouponing everything. And then I come on my vacation and I did the helicopter tour, VIP access helicopter tour. And I took a special route and your ass didn't get any of that. Your ass took the paddle boat. <laughs> you took the little paddle boat to go out to work. How did you get all these views? Well, I paid for the VIP helicopter session. And I got a greater experience than you did. Why? Because I worked my ass off every day. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying this. Could I afford these things all the time that I did it? No. I just thought, I need to do this. <laughs> I need to do this because I want to get the best possible result out of this. As opposed to going, you know, people who do it cheap on the cheap all the time, is I think is an excuse. I think it's an excuse because I'm like, you can find a way. You can find a way to do it. But people often say, well, we don't need that. And then they miss out on life. I did a one. I did a vacation where I got a five-star resort on accident. I went during non-peak -tra travel time. I got a five-star resort because it was cheap. Then when I got there, they were like, we're going to upgrade you. I swear to God, I was like, what the hell? I was like, this is unbelievable. What does this cost? And I was like, okay, this is not out of the range of, this is not out of the realm of possibility. I'm going to try to find a way to keep making this work as opposed to go, I don't need that. I'll literally stay in the Red Roof Inn. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. So leverage is everything. Leverage is positioning. So um, it's going to change your life. Anyway, let's get into the super chats, the remaining super chats. Cleaning ladies are on their way. I got to shave my head. I'm out of order today. Walk my dog. I got a stretch appointment. I got a Kaylee stretching me. Pause. Mr. Highway, blue chip mindsets is less about toxic ambition and more about being a free thinker. You can create a life that you love instead of following the matrix. You can easily do that. And the matrix sometimes gives you good information, but sometimes it traps you and imprisons you. All right. And that's going to get you to the point where you get into the same traps. And then you wonder why, you know, like, you know, you can do what you want. I'm not telling you what you're doing is wrong. I say, are you doing what you want to do? If you're doing what you want to do, 
everything's fine. If you're doing what you think um, is going to make everyone else happy or I'm going to do the right thing, it's going to make you miserable later. Old Dog says real estate and Airbnb YouTubers like Kevin and Graham got Ham and Eggers contributing to this housing bubble. When it pops, they'll be hurting the most. And so shout out to Graham. I do follow him. He's a real estate agent and he's in a real estate profession. All right. I'll often he's he's a he's a funny guy. He has this his thumbnails are always doom and gloom. Good, good way to click. Click baby. Uh, but uh, people that are involved in those type of um, businesses do get hurt. So he does make enough income away from real estate to be OK. But uh, not a lot of people do. I like both of those guys. Kevin is uh Kevin. I can't remember his last name, but yeah, I like both of those guys. Hey, Graham is guys. <laughs> Sponsored by the like button. Shout out to Graham Stephan. I'm not, I'm not against anything. He says Arturo Hernandez in the building. He says mic drop. Brisk clown says hit the like button. My guy Sizzo is back. Sizzo. Sip in on some Sizzo. Pause. Shout out to him. Teddy KGB. Oh, with a sponsorship. What did you say? My my sound effects are delayed here. What's going on with my sound effects? Can y'all hear them? Oh, there it is. K Kelly Tate KGB says, Coach tells no lies. I'm from the community. Now worth a couple of M's. He says, I have had my way with XXs all over the world. Young men, they are nothing special. And with the advert of social media, they have lost their mystique. Young men, focus, focus on yourself. Free agent for life. So once you've done that, and I, I encourage you to do it if that's something you want to do, and do it healthily and safely. Don't do it just recklessly. Once you do that, you're going to realize, shit, I, I patterned my whole life after that. And I'm going to just say this, because I know people are against this, all right, but I'm going to support this. And I said this in my book. You can take $10,000. <laughs> You get okay, because because you guys are chasing women and you want them to like you and you want them to give them your soul and you want to experience the most beautiful women and women with nice feet and a woman that likes you. And you struggle with this year after year, day after day. You go cold approach, rejection, rejection, reject. You can take ten thousand dollars. You can go to six of the seven continents, get the baddest broad in your area on that continent and have her in your bed. And be back at the house. <laughs> and then you're going to look up and go, now what? <laughs> you better have some other purpose in your life. I'm telling you that right now. You better have another reason to be breathing. Because once you experience that, I'm telling you, there's nothing special that's coming after that. <laughs> right? Because if that was the most special thing you're going to do. There's nothing else in life you're going to get. Nothing. You're, you're going to get nothing else in life. You better have some other reason to breathe. And this is why I always criticize guys that are just saying that. Uh, saying that if you get the women, you can get hot chicks. Hot chicks are very much cheap these days. You can get them on every continent for very relatively low, low fee. You're going to bust your nut and you're going to be back looking at yourself in the mirror like this. You're going to be like, what is life? What does life mean? I've chased these hoes. 
I've chased nuts. I've chased nice, pretty women. I've wondered how to get them. Gonna be just looking at yourself. Hmm. <laughs> you better have another passion in this world. It's over. It's it's one of those things that you will find when you, once you get it, it's just gonna be like. And, and not only that, once you get one, once you get one, it's gonna be hard for you to take women lower than that. So I don't know, man. <laughs> you gonna take because then the gorditas that you used to get for easy nuts, you you will probably you're gonna have a hard time getting aroused by them. You're gonna look at women that are probably sixes, and you're gonna be like, "That's okay." <laughs> She'd be like, "I'll come over." You'd be like, "That's okay. You better be doing something special. I don't want none." No. And if she's a four forty nine er, you won't even get aroused. You used to, but not anymore. What is life? Ugly women will be, I'm talking about very marginally attractive women will be off limits to you. You'll be like, nah. <laughs> so it's a real mind F. So I'm telling you guys, women should be considered a byproduct. And not only that, you're going to get good women that are, are going to treat you nice because you're going to be walking around with an air of confidence like, and she's going to be like, I have to figure out how to treat you nice. Women that will turn your ass down, you're going to be looking like, I wasn't even looking at your goofy. <laughs> All right, anyway, Wise Word says, Coach, these blue chip mindset streams are golden. Does your Patreon have more information? I need this game yesterday. Um, the Patreon has the money mindset group, which we're probably going to do a stream tomorrow night to make up for the stream we missed this Sunday. So money mindset is on the $50 Patreon level, and we go into detail on all of this stuff. So if you guys want to know, get on the Patreon Money Mindset group. Right now, there's 30 former old Money Mindset videos, at least 30, which we talk about how to build a business. We got financial information, building your credit, uh, building your team, what type of people that you need on your team instead of your homeboys. Um, we talk. We don't really talk about women over there. We're talking about uh, protecting yourself legally. Oh man, we 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 go into detail. So go on the Patreon, it goes up in there. We go money mindset on Sunday nights. Rock Glyph Team Passport Junior College overpriced compared to international. He says, Will you do a video comparing international play versus domestic? Um, I'm gonna get a little bit more under my belt. All right. I've been domestic, I've been had some domestic peace leave, but the problem is I haven't been to two places specifically that are places that people go to to do this. So I got to get those two off first before, because I want to speak from actual fact. I've been to a, the other ones, but I got to get to uh, the Philippines or Thailand. I haven't been to the Philippines or Thailand. So I've been to the other places though. So without those two places, I think I can't really make a 100% guaranteed um, a good definitive stream on it. Because otherwise, somebody's going to come in and go, well, you haven't been here, so you don't know. All right. You know what I mean? That's You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Overseas, A, America's prices are way too inflated. It's way too inflated for what you're getting. But it's viable here. It's viable there. But if you're a highly moral person, this isn't for you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? He says, why are you sending brothers to third world countries? These third world countries 
because the women, as the women don't let men make mistakes, love the show. The third world, these third, wait, they're third world countries because of the women, as these women don't let men make mistakes. I don't send you over to third world either. I mean, only. I send you over here to America. But people say it's just cheaper over there. But it's the same piece of peace leave y'all getting. It ain't like American women got better peace. <laughs> it ain't like they got better peace leave over here. All right, DGC more, uh, PCGA, keep up the good work. My crypto is back up. Yeah, crypto making a comeback, I hear. Guy reacts as damn coach got traumatized by those web feet, and that's why coach love them feet now. Yeah, the feet got to be on point, ladies. Feet got to be on point. Do not come in here with them damn, uh, them damn bulldog feet. Coming, the feet got to be on point. Kevin Chang, thank you, coach, for the blue chip mindset series. My life is changing because before my eyes, while working my ass off, trying to show my boss I am someone who has what it takes to make partner in the future. Congratulations on that. Keep that going. I'm not against people are like, oh, you're against corporate jobs or working for people. Nope. Okay, you gotta have, you gotta have your old situation. You gotta have the job. So if you got a job, keep that going. All right, jobs are, jobs are not a dime a dozen these days. Raul, shout out to Skip Bayless and that purpose. Yeah, the whole thing about uh, Skip Bayless said his wife is second to his purpose. Not a lot of guys will be able to say that to women. And I tell. Uh, you know, in my life, at my point in my life, women are almost dead ass last. I mean, I will not make exceptions for them at all. And it's not because they're women. It's because they're not that important to me. Not in that term, not on a personal level. They're not that important. Now, they're important people to the world. But when it comes to a personal relationship with them, they come in, in dead ass last. All right. I mean, it's. <laughs> I will not make exceptions. I will not stop what I'm doing for one. I won't change my schedule for one. I won't go above and beyond, but I'll give you a good time when I'm with you. I'll give you a good time. Like I would like to play that romance stuff, but I'm not going to change my direction or path for my life for one. I mean, I did closely when I got married, but there's no reason to do that. All right. Shout out to Skip Bayless. B Rain Wash. Shout out to you for the sponsorship. I moved up from the quality into the Hilton, and now I can't go back. I also bought my own semi-truck and will never drive for someone else ever again. See, those things right there are what we're talking about. This is why you get up, that feeling right there. This is why we do this. We're not doing this for money so I can say I want a million dollars in my bank account. I'm not doing that for that. I'm doing that so I can get access and I can go, wow, I used to do this. I used to work for someone. I used to drive for somebody else. I used to stay in low budget areas because I couldn't afford it. Now I can afford it or I'm willing to pay the price. You got to be willing to pay the price if you have the money. And realize what you're getting. What we want is peace of mind. What we want is to wake up with a passion. What we want is to not be distracted. Money then comes from that, I believe. Women then come from that. Women that will let you be like, okay, you do what you do. I'll see you when I see you. But some guys go, well, guys, well, coach, what she's going to be doing is she's going to get it, be getting piped down by other men when you're not looking. And I'm going to say, so. I'm going to say, so. I don't give a damn what the hell she's doing when I'm not around. 
what? I don't care what she's doing when I'm not with her. I don't give a damn. Now, this is where a lot of guys are not ready for. You're not ready for this. Because what happens is when I don't care, many times they tend to try to not screw around on me. Number one, when you checking up on them, they going to want to play games. The reason why you checking up on them is because she's likely to play games. Number two, even if she wanted to do stuff around behind my back, she going to do it anyway. Whether she's selling it, whether she's a good girl, but I know this about women. There ain't nothing to help. Look, they have a term called hurting cats. Hurting cats. Have you ever heard of that phrase, hurting cats? So I used to coach women's basketball, and they were like, coaching women's basketball is like hurting kittens. Like, there's a cat over there. Let me get that cat. Let me get that cat. Let me keep this one. Let me keep this all. And then one gets away. Man, please. They're interchangeable in my particular opinion. If she want to go out there and do whatever the hell she wants, at some particular point, she's going to fall off with me. She's going to fall off. And I literally have, at this point, have been in interactions with women. I don't care what they do. I don't care if she at work. I don't care if she at her roommate's house. I don't care if she's selling peacefully. I have no, I don't care. As long as she's not bringing me back to disease and I, and you really can't, Listen, your wife can bring you back a disease. So it's not like the girls out here or any other girls are, are more susceptible to do so. Man, who cares? I don't own them. And I don't want to own them. For me to actually control or be over her enough to tell her what to do when I'm not around, I'm going to have to invest significantly in her. And I don't have time for that. Man, please. She's out of my mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care if they at a party at a club shaking their ass. They always want to send me pictures. Look, I'm out here shaking my ass. Nice. It's way too, it's way too much energy directed in the wrong direction. Okay. She going to fall off if she got too many Johnsons hitting her peace leave anyway. She going to fall off me anyway because I ain't giving her what she wants. So. Who gives a rat's ass? Man, I don't own women out here. Ladies, you're you're totally free when it comes to me. You're totally free to do whatever the hell you want. I don't give it. And not only that. Not only that. The same applies back to me. So if I don't bother you about where you at and what you're doing, you damn sure ain't going to bother me with it. So that's where it goes back. That's where a lot of women are like, that sounds great. But what's going to happen is the minute you say, where are you and who you with and what you doing? None of your freaking business. That's what I'm doing. Don't ask me a question. Don't ask me nothing. You're entitled to no information. So that's where it really gets interesting for them because the girls are like, this is great. Oh, I bet you were like this with a whole bunch of other girls. It's none of your business what you bet. What you're trying to do is get information from me. It's none of your freaking business what I do on my own time with any other girls. So what I do do, just know I do do stuff with other girls, but it shouldn't be in your mind right now. <laughs> anyway, man, shout out to the coach game. We on the dark side. Shout out to no drift. He says these streams are key. 90% of the time as men is really spent building and growing. So they are essential. Thank you. This is what it is. 
you you that's what you're spending your time on building growing doing what you want passion vacation uh enjoying your time and if there's a woman that comes around hey how you doing yep let's ask her. okay and then you back to doing what you're doing it's hard to get here i understand it's hard to get to this place but once you get to this place you will have peace of mind freedom and all of this comes from being a, just doing what you want to do. You have a strong belief in yourself. If people don't believe in you, you like, and, and who cares? All right, shout out to you. Somebody says, don't sleep on the mills. Anyway, shout out to the coach gang. Let's get out of here. I'm going to give you an outro. What are we giving you? We got to give you a good outro. No, not sucking for a stack. I can't give you that one. Oh, this one. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie gang's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing.